Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad to be with you. Glad that you're listening to our podcast at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in. All of our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women out there protecting our freedom. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. The weather is starting to turn. I can smell the, the pumpkin spice. It's fixing to start happening. Well, it ain't out there today. Not today. Actually, it may be at Strange Brew. It's getting a little cooler, but though. But coming from a guy that, look, I'm not one that comes on here and like, hey, I exercise. You know, I don't, I don't talk about that a lot. But mm-hmm. I just I just ran. No, you just flex your pecs at me all the time. Oh, God. I just ran just a minute ago. Yeah, I can tell you're, you're, yeah, you're sweating. It's still summertime out there, folks. Yeah. I don't care I, what the I went for a walk says. this morning. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot for yeah. sure. I uh, want to thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it, as always. Today's show, as you know, it's the rumblings. we got a lot of questions to get to, and there's no reason to stop anything and just get right into it. So let's do it. Our first question comes to us from our friend Ellisville Dog. Dog? Dog? Dog is what I said. I said dog. I put an L in there that doesn't exist. What's up, dog? Yeah. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> you got any what's up, dog? No, that's not how that or goes. What, you got any up dog? You got any up dog. You got any yeah. up dog. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's a great one. Uh, Ellisville Dog wants to know, what does a typical game week look like for the team? What days do they practice? They practice, they do a, it's not a practice, it's like a walkthrough on Sundays, right? The day after the game. And, and that's just sort of a come up there, let's see who's hurt. Yeah, and I think they watch the film. Watch some film, maybe run over a couple of things. Monday is their day off. Monday, no one basically even comes. They may come get treatment. They come things, get treatment. They're, but, they're, but and they, it, and they, they can work out on their own if they want. NCAA, but, has you have to have a mandatory day off, and, and Mississippi State football is this Monday. This Monday. And then they practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday is either a travel day. Or it's, it's really a travel day either way because they, they, they don't stay in, they stay in a hotel. No matter what, and you know that's that's they, they might do a walk through that day or whatever, but that that's how the week pretty much goes for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's that's as far as and we then, know. If anybody cares, um, we get media availability. Of course, you all know we get media availability with Joe Moorhead in the middle that's of the Monday. day on Monday, and then and then Tuesday nights after practice, we speak with offensive players and mm-hmm. requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday night after practice, defensive players and. As of this year, they assign us a assistant coach to talk to. Used to, we could just request whoever, and we got the defensive coordinator. But that's kind of all changed this year. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for who all. Do we have, who do we have tonight? It's, it's Marcus Johnson, right? Well, tonight's Tuesday. Oh, tomorrow then. Well, I, well, let me rephrase that. As you listen, tonight it's is Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and I do think it is Marcus, Marcus Johnson, Johnson on Wednesday. It'd be interesting to talk to him because his offensive line is a. It's going to be very important this weekend against an incredibly good and talented and deep Auburn defensive line. So Here, well, Here's a rumbling question. Do you think people ever get confused? Because you and I sometimes talk like it's the day it is, which yeah, as we record it's probably Tuesday. So. And then most people are listening to this on Wednesday. Most people will listen to it, and then, but then there are people who are like, Some people wait, what it. day is it? Yeah, yeah. They, they'll have that moment just like we do because they're, they're, yeah. they're just like us. Yeah. We got a, a few questions here from uh, Trey Taylor. We'll try to answer a couple of these. Uh, let's see here. Does Kylan get 100 yards at Auburn? My gut is, yeah. Well, he's going to get 20 gonna, carries, mm-hmm. and all he's got to get is, you know, five yards a carry. Yeah, he's going to get that for sure. You know, I don't. The, the, the key for State in this game is what do they get around him? What does Schrader get running the ball, or what does Stevens get passing the ball, or, or whatever it is? It's what you're getting around that 100 yards is going to make the difference for MSU. What's your favorite all time game day food? So, you guys are taking it back from before you were a media guy. What, what would you like to eat on, on game day? Uh, my favorite all-time game day 
food. I didn't know it was going to be this difficult for you. Well, uh, the thing is, I'm not much of a tailgater. So, well, like, well, or if you're if you're having the game, you're a pizza guy. You know, what do you what do you want to do? Oh, I love I eat pizza anytime. Yeah, that's. I didn't know you had you were such a pizza fan. Love some pizza now. Well, we're well, gonna get some I, pizza I, anytime I, you want. I know that uh, you have a background and such. So I, I am an expert I in that much, field. I yes. very much trust your judgment when it comes to to, to the pizza pie. Yeah. So uh, had some of the best pizza ever in New Orleans when I was down there. A place called that they didn't lie in their name of their restaurant. It was Pizza Delicious. Yeah, it was. You had a. Uh, Good looking pizza in, in Omaha too. Can't remember the name of that place, but we ate at a pizza place in Omaha. We did, right? Yeah, because you remember we got the cupcake when we left. We stopped by a cupcake place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did get pizza. That that, that was a place that had the the wood oven in the yeah. back. Yeah, that was good. That was a good pizza. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I think I'll go pizza. Okay, because I mean I know it's basic, but yeah. I love some. Pizza. If we're if we're going to be at the house, pizza and wings is the way to go for me. Outside, I like wings still, but uh. Any kind of like barbecue sausage, smoked sausage, boudin. Yeah, anything, can't go wrong. Any meat that. in link form, I'm going to eat it probably. That's that's where I would go. It's fair. Uh, we got to do one more here from uh, from Trey because I, I I don't know the answer. I want to see if you do. I don't think you will though. What happened to the programs at the games? Do they not do programs anymore? I I don't know the full, the answer to this. Uh, I want to say it might be like electronic now. Maybe I may be oh, wrong on that. That's I, I a could terrible be, idea. I could be wrong on that. So don't go looking for it and you, then can't find it. You as a man that. of the newspaper business, you know that there are people they want that newspaper yeah, in their hand. This is an even worse idea uh, if that's the case. But I saw a box full of it almost looked like I, I didn't pick one up, so I don't know what it is, but it almost looked like a scorecard at a baseball game kind of deal. Huh. I saw a box of something the other day at the stadium, and it may have just right. been rosters. Maybe but, that's what it was. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe what we should, what we should do is this. Trey, I would tweet at Red Hobart or at Leah Beasley and ask them this question. Because, honestly, I mean, uh, the program is something that Joel and I aren't going to go looking for at the game because we get all that information upstairs. So, you know, we don't. I, I don't buy a program or anything like that. I would, I would text one of those two people. They, they would have an answer for you. Yeah, and here's – I used to work with Learfield when Learfield first came to Mississippi State mm-hmm. for, for a year or so, and one of the things, of course, Learfield's in charge of was the programs. Yeah. And uh, even then, at least to me, and I, I'm not I, – I don't know what – program sales should have been expected to be but there were like boxes and boxes sometimes of unsold programs like to me that just seemed very wasteful Mm -hmm. and and i would have to guess that not everybody's paying five ten bucks for a program i think it was five bucks it's probably five yeah but uh i mean once you get like one of them they're all kind of the program we used to be the only way to get the roster you know, it's sort of the same thing we talk about with like Sports Illustrated. Like it's information you already have. You know, so the program has to become something more than just here's the roster and here's who you're playing. It's got to be some stories in there. Yeah, and if and the guy who used to write those, Bobby C, is gone. Um, another thing, if people aren't buying programs, people aren't seeing the ads that people paid for yeah, to be in those yeah. programs. So I bet too. And I again, I don't know. I'm doing some guessing here. Well, guess what? Those little cards look like roster type deals. And if I'm an advertiser, I would rather them do it that way. And every everybody in the stadium pretty much gets one, so everybody's seeing my ad. You know. So I, I to me that if that's how they're doing it, and I don't know that 100 percent it is. Here I am talking about something I don't know. Right, right, imagine right. that, but. I think that would make sense if they're just handing something out for free and therefore getting advertisers' logos and stuff in yeah. front of more people's eyes. But yeah. anyway. Will Carruth wants to know, what's my favorite? Do you do you listen to the Rewatchables podcast? You've asked me that uh, on you, this podcast. It's, it's a good podcast. I have not. Basically, but I, you have requested it many times. The, the, the premise of the Rewatchables podcast is 
these guys, they talk about great movies that you can watch at any time. And then they go through like the best scenes, the best quotes, you know, who, who stole the show, who had the best, you know, who was this the peak for, so on and so forth. Uh, my favorite ones that I've listened to, uh, Bloodsport is number one. What a, what, just a, I love that movie. I do love that movie. Um, the Top Gun one was really good. The Field of Dreams one, I may have choked up a little when they started, you know, they played one of the quotes from, uh, hey, Dad, want to have a catch? I, I may have, I may, it may have been a little dust in the car uh, when that happened. Uh, the old school one is really funny for me because I was in the car with my mom. <laughs> and they started throwing some quotes out, and she just, "What are you listening to?" <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, there was, there's one more I'm trying to remember. Uh, the Reservoir Dogs one is really good too. That's a good movie. Uh, let's see here. The Godfather one is good too, but it's The Godfather. I mean, it's, it's difficult to screw that up. Uh, let's see here. David Sweeney. This has been a hot. This has been this week's hottest take, I think, on the message boards here. Do you think the loss of Anthony Paroli as strength and conditioning coach has contributed to the toughness and injury issues Tommy Stevens excluded? I say no. I think this is a classic example mm-hmm. of I know where you're going. people just want to find somebody to blame. Right. And I think that Corey has been a bore the brunt of that. Yeah, I agree a little with that. Bit. Now, look, I, I'm not saying either. I, I'm no expert in the field. I'm not saying that Corey is 100% on, on track doing his job exactly the way everybody... I, I don't know, but my gut instinct here... Because, I mean, look, Corey, they didn't just bring him in off the street. He's right. been here, and he kind of knows the lay of the land and yeah. what's going on, and he knows what he's doing. I, I find it hard to believe that over the course of an offseason, Mississippi State just got out of shape. Right, right. I, I mean, I don't think that's the I case. I don't think that's the case at all. And you look at some guys, like, to me, Malik Deer and Kyle. Some of those guys look like they're in a lot better shape. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Mike Phillips asks, if Schrader makes the wide-open play-action pass to Witherspoon in the second half, does that help with the Moorhead offensive genius narrative? That was a great and creative play call that worked perfectly except for the pass. I mentioned that on the uh, on Twitter that as it happened. I was like, that is a great play call. Mm-hmm. I love the design. It just They just didn't execute that. I don't know that changes the narrative, but that was a good call mm-hmm. for sure. Like to see a little bit more of that, and if anything, it, 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 it could be frustrating. It could be, well, we've got these plays in the playbook. What are we doing? You know, we, we they could use them here and there. So, I don't think it, it changes anything about the narrative, but it does give you it gives you some hope and it gives you some frustration at the same time. Is that fair? That's fair. All right. David Sweeney wants us to add one restaurant to Starkville. Are we doing chain or just well, some restaurant that we've been to before? Why don't Why don't we Why don't we do uh, a type of restaurant. Okay. So what, what kind of restaurant does Starkville not have? I would go the Joe Moorhead route on this one. Italian? There's not a really good... Gondolier's okay. You know, and I liked Old Venice when it was here, but there's not like a really good... They're making the pasta. You know, they, like I just mentioned, the wood-fired pizza kind of thing happening. I'd like to see I, that. I could go with that. Yeah. Um. I guess you kind of have this kind of place, but uh, if, if I could just uproot a restaurant and bring it here... Mm-hmm. That Big Mama's Fried Chicken in Omaha. <laughs> if we could like pull that up, well, Starbucks doesn't have like a real soul food restaurant, and that's what that is. Yeah, I mean they got places doing blue plates. Yeah, but there's not a place where it's like you call. I would call it a soul food restaurant. That's not a bad choice. Yeah, not bad at all. Also, that uh, breakfast brunch in Omaha. If we could, well, that was an Italian restaurant. It we was. Put, we put it in there. <laughs> We'll be talking about that brunch on our deathbeds. So. Hey, folks out there listening probably don't care, but the next time State clinches a Super in the press box, there will be a it's celebration. Because Not going, because State won the Super. We're going to Spezia for going brunch. To, yes. That was, that was un- fantastic. fantastic. It was really, really good. 
Chris McMillan has, this is to me is a really, really easy question. Really easy. I want to see if you have the same answer as me. If you could pick one player from MSU's history, not Dak, to put on this year's team, who would it be? If you went recent history, it would be Jeff Simmons. That's the correct answer. That is the correct answer. He because, changed everything. Yep, because he would immediately make Chauncey Rivers better. Mm-hmm. He would immediately make Kobe Jones better. Yes. You, we'll just Errol in, Thompson. Fill in the defensive bit. end. He makes them better. Yeah. He would make Errol Thompson better. He, would he make the is linebacker a double better. team. You have to double team him, and you might have to triple team him. And, and therefore, that would make your corners and secondary better because then the ends are getting more pressure because everybody's paying attention to Jeffrey, and it just it changes the entire My, my top three, if I can't have Dak, my top three are defensive tackles. Are Simmons, Fletcher, uh, Cox. Fletcher Cox, and Chris Jones. Yeah. I'll take any of those three. But Simmons is the correct answer to me. Uh, Pepper wants to know, why would you not finish the season with Schrader at quarterback? Because you believe Stevens is better, right? Still today, you know, if anybody asks me that question, who is the better quarterback on September the – I'll go with the day you're listening – September the 25th, 2019, who's the better quarterback? I will still say Tommy Stevens is the better quarterback. The problem becomes – and we talked about this on yesterday's show – if Garrett goes to Auburn and just kicks their tail on Saturday if he's the starter, mm-hmm. then you might can start making the case that Garrett has become the better quarterback. Right. Until I see that, though, unless that happens, right now, today, a fully healthy Tommy Stevens, I would still guess, is the better quarterback. I agree with that. And I think Garrett would say he's the better quarterback because he pretty yeah, much already right. did. When I asked that on last Saturday, he said, no, it's, I'm just filling in. It's Tommy's, Tommy's gig. All right. Graham Yateman wants us to know. Wants to know, I'm sorry. We could only watch one TV show for the rest of your life. What would it be? He says The Office is the correct answer. I'm only like two and a half seasons in now or so. So I've got a lot to go. But that is a, a strong it's contender. Strong. It's not my choice, but it's strong. What's your choice? The Sopranos. My favorite television show of all time. You know, I never watched an episode. Oh. Never seen The Sopranos. It still holds up. Uh... I really. <laughs> they use their seven words pretty early in each episode. I'll tell you that. I really like the. Uh, I know there's some non-realism to it here because you have a guy that's supposedly 16 years old that has an alcohol problem and lives by himself and everything. But Friday Night Lights, the TV show, mm-hmm. I could watch that a lot. I had to stop watching that. I, I couldn't get past. Uh, was it Landry killing the dude? I, at that point, I was just like, "Wait, he what? They murder?" I, I was done. I was like, "I can't watch this anymore." So. Sorry if I spoiled it for anybody. It's been it's been like six years. I feel comfortable. Uh, let's see here. Wilson Nichols is the podcast name for after Clark and Palmero or after your Peck Flex. I think if we if one day we might have to just like put th- get a marker Thunder, out and, just, and send that video out. <laughs> I want I don't want to record it. I'll get somebody else to do that, but that would be really really funny. Oh, uh, uh, let's see here. We got good questions. I'm 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 not skipping very many. So good good good, good on you. Good on you guys. Uh, Dalton Lee has an update for us. He said, Kylan Hill has now jumped a defender in each of his games, so you might want to change the amount previously guessed. Five. Do we have a witty nickname for the high-flying cinder block we call our running back? We didn't nickname for him. He needs one. The K-Train? That doesn't really work. The Golden Triangle Gargantuan. I don't know. What? <laughs> You've gone too I'm trying. You've I'm gone tr- too far. I'm, I, I'm trying to, to, to tie in his Thrill local tie. Thrill Hill. I like that. Thrill Hill? Yeah. Another heal heal the thrill. You had Will the thrill. Now you've got Hill the thrill. Right, we can make that work. Adam Johnson, does Schrader have the best beard in college football? I haven't seen one better. Is it is it good or is it just so bad it's good? Yes. 
Yes. That is the answer to that question. <laughs> it is. It is. Because it, it really does look like I something. Something may be, something may be seen, living in it. Something, what we haven't seen yet. I haven't seen him, like, well kept. Like, we always see him coming out of practice or off of a game. I want to see, like, you know, he's he's out of the shower and he's he's groomed himself and then he comes to see us. What does the beard look like then? That's what I want to know. We need to find that out. Uh, let's see here. Ford Polk. I don't know if anybody's asked. This, we've gotten this question before, but I always enjoy answering it. If State Ole Miss were one school, where would it be located? And is it a powerhouse in Mississippi, in the SEC? It would be in Oxford. Because that's where the first play, that's where Ole Miss they started. And that was the plan, I think, originally, was to add the agricultural school to Oxford. And nobody showed up because the farmer's kids didn't want to go to school with the rich kids. More power to them. But, I mean, I guess you, the best spot for it would be closer to south and central Mississippi, maybe like Meridian or something like that. But would it be a powerhouse? Absolutely it would. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Think about some of these teams that State and Ole Miss have put out and, and then combine them. Think about last year's MSU team, all right, with that defense. And then I give you Tamu and those receivers with Kylan Hill and Scotty Phillips. That team's probably at, at worst 11-1. and one. At worst. And Greg Little adding to MSU's offensive line, you know. And Ole Miss, you know, defensively they don't add a whole lot, but Benito Jones would have been a good depth guy. Momo Sonogo would have been a good depth guy to have, you know. And then offensively, uh, Dawson Knox, was, he showed this week, he's a pretty good tight end. I voted that guy second team all SEC last year. Some people laughed at me. I was like, yeah. he's pretty good, and he just never got any opportunities. You know, it's really impressive our neighbors over to the east that over in the state of Alabama that so often you have like two national title contenders mm-hmm. in one state. Well, they got double the population. Yeah. And those guys can recruit nationally. That's the other thing that would happen too is that the I, I hate to say it, the, the name of the school would be the University of Mississippi would be it probably wouldn't be Ole Miss, but it might be Ole Miss, I don't know. Uh but it would uh they could it could recruit nationally because it would be the same as Alabama and, and LSU at that point. So uh let's see here. In the big picture, do you want to give this is Banana John Bench. Do you want to give up fifth year senior Garrett Schrader if it means him playing the rest of this year? He's playing the rest of this year. There's no way he's going to redshirt, is there? This is the last I, game. I, what you're telling me is if he plays on Saturday, he's done. I don't believe that. I, I don't think there's any way he's redshirting. Yeah, it's, it's just not going to happen. But all right, let me let me throw this at you since we're talking about this. If I could guarantee you right now that Tommy Stevens is 100% healthy for the remainder of the season, he's not going to get banged up, he's going to be good to go from here on out, do you pump the brakes on Garrett? Probably, but I mean, there's going to be some games. I mean, Abilene Christian, we're going to play Tommy Stevens the whole game. I mean, I guess you've guaranteed his health, but that's just weird, right? I mean, I mean, by then, you if if Keaton is legitimately battling something, up. you could or Jalen Hayden play. could play at that point. I don't know. Yeah, so it's interesting to it's interesting to think. I mean, about. I do think that if it, if there is at all possible a route to redshirt Garrett, mm-hmm. you should explore that route. They would like to do it, but but I, I, I just don't, don't think it it's going to happen at this either. point. Uh, Trey Talmadge wants our thoughts on the savage obliteration of the Kentucky specialist oh, I saw by the this. famous Marine Man. Here's my thoughts right here. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that was savage. Uh-huh. They bodied them off, not off the top rope, off the top of the cage. These kickers decided they were going to get a little mouthy with the famous Maroon Band, and they got smoked. And it was Hilarious, and they had to. They, they private. They made their count private. They got tired of the smoke. They didn't want to hear that smoke. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was fantastic. Uh, let's see here. 
Kevin Wright wants to know, looking at Auburn's stats against A&M, are they fool's gold? I mean, I don't know, man. I've been trying to – I have thought Auburn – I think Auburn should have had two losses. You know, I, That's what I predicted. And they, they found a way to win. So, I mean, that's that speaks to – that's when Auburn's dangerous, when they shouldn't be winning games they're winning. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. See, 2013. That team won – that team won three games in less than 60 seconds against Mississippi State, Georgia, and, and Alabama. They had no business winning any of those games. They won all three. That's when you get nervous about Auburn. That's when Malzahn's got you know things clicking. How do they feel? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, rank in terms of watchability. College football, the NFL, the EPL, which is the English Premier League, which will be dead last for Jordan. for you and MLB. Uh, for me, it's it's. I may I may fool some people here a little bit. I don't think I know where you're going. Like I love watching Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. But if it's just two random teams in okay. a game that means nothing, I'd mm-hmm. rather watch college football. Oh, yeah. College football is number one to me. And then I would think you were probably MLB two. It is. It is NFL ML- three. Yes. For me, it's uh, – Now, college- if it's the Braves playing, that's, that's number one above anything else on the list ever. Right, right. For me, it's college football, NFL, Premier League, uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, even when the Giants are playing, I just – Baseball to me is not something I actively watch. It's just on, and I look at it. It's it's not. I'm not into it. I'm into the other three. Yeah. Now, and with the NFL, but the other thing is, like, it's just my team. College football is the only sport I can watch other teams. Like, I'll watch anything college football. Yeah. I'll watch MAC. I'll watch Pac-12. I don't care. NFL, I'm watching the Saints. Yeah, that's EPL, the way, I'm watching Chelsea. That, that's why I would probably put college football number one is because I could turn it on, and if it's like Bowling Green and somebody, I'm probably going to watch for a little bit and be, you know, I, I can get into it a little bit. If, if I'm watching, like right now, for instance, Major League Baseball, the Tigers and the Orioles or something, they've lost a combined 200-and-something games already this year. Yeah. Like, I'm not into that. No. You know, so if it's two random teams, I can watch college football. But, yeah, if, if it's the Braves, if you're saying specifically the Braves, that's number one above all. But in general, the leagues, I'd put college football above baseball for me. I agree. All right. Jack Bryan wants to know, would Arkansas be better off keeping Chad Morris or replacing him with B? That was A, by the way, was keeping Chad Morris. B, John L. Smith. Smile. <laughs> C, neck brace Bobby Petrino. <laughs> or D, hospital bed Hugh Freeze. I'm going C. Bring Petrino back. Did you see he apologized? By the way, yeah, they had him. Uh, they had him there for like a touchdown club meeting, and he said he was sorry. And that's that's was that him laying the ga- the foundation? That's him laying the foundation. Here's here's what Petrino and Freeze are cut from the exact same cloth. The only difference is Petrino is not out there trying to convince everybody he's a preacher, but they are cut from the exact same cloth. They will tell you whatever you want to hear to advance their careers. Whatever you want to hear, Bobby Petrino will tell you. Same with you, Freeze. Good politicians. They would be fantastic politicians, no question. So yeah, I'm going C. Nick, what about you? You going? You going to go? Yeah, Petrino? I, I go Petrino. Freeze is a close second. Freeze is a good coach, and his offense works. Let's at, take this a step further. If Arkansas doesn't win another game, they're two and ten. They they let's say they do. Can this is a great Chet question. Morris. Would they go to Petrino? Do you think they would? Do you, do you think that's even? What are the what's the percentage chance of that happening? I think their fans would go for it because when Petrina was there, they were going they eleven won. and one and eleven and two and going to the Sugar Bowl and beating teams. And like it or don't, winning's what matters. Winning is all that matters. I mean, I don't know where else you if if Morris doesn't work out, you went for a head coach. That guy was a head coach. Now he wasn't exactly a winning head coach, but you felt like with his pedigree, he had things going in the right direction at SMU. And 
it didn't work out. Now you've got to go. You got to go spend some money. You're gonna have to spend five, six million dollars a year and go get a real head. Which what they were planning to do with Malzahn. You know, you got to go out and do something like that. You've got to go get a. You got to go take somebody who's winning's head coach away from them. That's the only thing left to do. Uh, let's see here. Ah, uh, where are we? Uh, Justin Strawn. Got us some questions in today at a, a very late 4:43. Yeah, not, I saw not, that he said he about forgot. That's not that's not a uh, that's not great. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how surprising was it to each of you the massive impact Willie Gay has on the defense? That's not super surprising. I mean, maybe a five, four. I, Willie Gay might be the most talented player. Yeah, and, and he probably is the most outwardly expressive player as far as like just lifting up everybody up his, his attitude and mood and things just yeah it's from a guy that is i mentioned the other day that i watched him for most of his high school career and now all of his collegiate career um doesn't surprise me at all that he boosted that group up no he's a good player better beard richie brown or garrett schrader if you ask me which one i'd rather have on my face it's richie richie, richie Brown. brown's is much more neater well-groomed yes Garrett Schrader, almost presidential. Yeah, yeah. Richie Brown, you could see as a, uh, as like the, you know, he could have been a a senator from Kentucky in eighteen seventy eight. Yeah. Whereas uh, Garrett Schrader looks like a mountain man. You know, he looks like he could have been a stunt double for Leo in The Revenant. He looks like a pilgrim or something. A pilgrim is good. That's good. All right, uh, one more here from Justin. I slipped in dog pee last Thursday night, and I might have to have surgery on my knee as a result. Is there a worse way to have an injury needing surgery than that? I mean, I'm sure there is. You, know, you could have slipped in dog poop. <laughs> I mean, you could be, uh, you know, you could be, uh, you know, having a moment with your lady friend, and then you know something doesn't go right, and I mean, you know. Things of that nature. Yeah, there, there, there's more embarrassing ways. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's in there though. That's up there. What happened? Slipped in dog pee and tore my ACL. I mean, that's that's bad. I won't I won't I won't sugarcoat it for you, Justin. All right. Uh we've already answered that question. Let's see here. <laughs> Slipped in dog pee. That's tough. Jeez. That's tough. Uh I forget this guy. I think it's Audrey, Audrey Swinson. I think that's his first name. Uh if Hale State football decided to change up Don't Stop Believing with another 80s power ballad or crooner song, which would you pick? I say the Commodore's Night Shift because of Jackie Jack. No, that's a horrible suggestion. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, what? I like that song, but no, that's not good at all. I've already said the only thing they should switch to is Africa by Toto. That's that's the choice, right? Well, what would you go with for real? Life? Don't if you're gonna if you're gonna go don't stop believing would you go living on a prayer? I, I was sitting here thinking living on a prayer maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't sing it. No, you're good. You're good. You need something that everybody can join in with, right? I agree. That's good. Yeah. That uh, that would that would be good. Yes. Yeah. I get. I guess where you're going. Uh, let's see here. J.C. Dickinson's got some questions for us. Uh, for Joel, who's the Braves game one starter in the NLDS? Also, who's the reliever slash closer you trust the most? Uh, Mike Soroka is your game one starter, and he should be. He is a Cy Young type Rookie of the Year mm-hmm. candidate kind of thing. You, you gotta you know he's a kid, but he's wise beyond his years. He's your game one guy. Which which reliever do I trust the most? Which closer do I trust the most? Uh, it's interesting because I I mean Shane Green and Mark Melanson have both been a- 
after the first couple of weeks when they came over, they've both been pretty much lockdown guys. So I, I trust them both equally. Um, but Melanson's going to have the ninth. That's no doubt about that at this point. It's his job now. Um, and Green's going to be in the eighth. So I, either way, I wouldn't be disappointed with either way. But the way, I mean, they, they've been rolling since they've settled into those roles. So I'd keep it like it is Green yeah. in the eighth, Melanson in the ninth. Uh, for me, he wants to know who I want to replace Bruce Bochy. The lot of smoke that it's going to be Will Clark. And I certainly will get on board with that. Um, that said, does Will Clark have any no. managerial no. experience no. at all? But I mean, I know he's been like Aaron a special Boone didn't assistant either, did he? No, I guess not. So I mean, and this sort of goes back to what we were talking about the other day about Chris Lamonis, that it's just about getting players. So if, if you can get players, your, your your job is half done. In today's age of Major League Baseball, all you have to, I, I, I'm, this sounds like I'm delegitimizing the managerial seat, I guess. But mm-hmm. all you have to be willing to do is be willing to listen to the analytics and, yeah. and and make the correct calls based upon the analytics. Especially in the and, AL. In the AL, when you don't have to when you got a DH, you don't have to worry about yeah, you don't really, coming up. There might be some games where the AL an AL manager doesn't make a decision other than what's the lineup. Yeah. You know. That's true. So okay. And then uh let's go let's move on here. Uh Jason Miller wants to know, in last year's game against Auburn, State showed State's offense showed a lot of pre-snap motions that we never saw the rest of the year. I remember us <laughs> crying about that last year. Will that offense make a return against Auburn this year? I think you have to show it a little bit, but I think you have to do something different out of it. Yeah, because I would think that they're going to remember what you right. did a year ago. They're going to see that motion. Okay, he this is, he handed off on a sweep, and now you got to maybe cut that inside or. Because that so, was that was so successful a year ago. I was you can, amazed that everyone. You can it. bet that Gus Malzahn has sat somewhere in a video room the last week and pointed at that and said, "We have to stop that if they do that." Yeah, like I can't imagine that's got that, that would one. work for eight straight quarters no. against Auburn. If it does, that means Kevin Steele has a flaw that everybody that that would be like. I don't, I'll never forget when Jolie Dunn's defense was finally exposed. It was against LSU in two thousand. And they LSU basically deliver hand delivered the game plan how to stop how to be successful against Jolie Nunn's defense. And if if State runs the same offense at that point, every team in the country is going to be doing that whenever they play Auburn. Yeah, it's just over at that point. Uh, let's see here, Will Eubank. If we could have any guests on the show and they have to answer our questions, who would it be? So let's do a realistic guess. Let's not you know somebody who's alive. And they have and, to and, answer. And we're a Mississippi State podcast. We got to get them on there. Dan Mullen. Do you know? I don't want to turn this into like Maury Povich or something. Mm-hmm. Canizera. That would be a That's very, one, yeah. very right. interesting. That is the correct one. That is the correct answer. I would like to know the answer to that. Yeah, you're right. Good choice. Alexandra Watson wants to know. Y'all said that if Tommy Stevens is healthy, is your star- he's your starter. If he, if you were the coach. And Tommy wasn't playing at his best. How long would you allow him to play before you pulled him and went back to Schrader? So now we've got he's healthy. He's just not playing well. Do you make the move? Yeah. Okay. Again, the question is when. Uh, in the, in the if middle of the state offense. is lifeless by halftime. Yeah. Third quarter, I start Garrett. If 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 Stevens comes out and he's like five for fourteen or something, yeah, I'm making the change. I'm yeah. making the change. At that point, it's it's done. Garrett, Garrett has risen enough to where it is at least conceivable. Like I said earlier, I still think that as of today, Tommy Stevens is a better quarterback. But he has risen to the point where it is conceivable mm-hmm. that if Tommy slips even a little, you could make the case Garrett's the better choice. It's, and when you make that change, it's done, right? Then it's done. 
I mean, unless Garrett goes in if, there and if just really stinks it up. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess that's true. But if he goes in there and he's successful, it's over. You can't pull Stevens and then go back to him I mean, if, if, if Schrader is successful. If you pull Stevens and you go to Schrader and he stinks too, mm-hmm. then you're back where you were in August and you're battling to see who's going to be the starter the next week. <laughs> like yeah, it's, you're right. Uh, Rob Montgomery wants to know, outside of someone like Schrader, who's been the biggest surprise performer to this point of the season? This is boring probably, but Tucker Day. That's 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 a good choice. Not because choice, he has been choice. so darn good. He's been really good. Mine's Osiris Mitchell. Yeah, that's good too. He's, he's played. He is. He we talked about could he take another step? He has. Mm-hmm. He has. He's the best receiver on the team. Uh, let's see here. Got a lot going on here. Hold on. All right, Philip Owen wants to know. My wife is an Auburn grad. She's taking my son to the Auburn game while I stay at home with the two girls. Our two girls. My son will wear his state hat, but unfortunately, an Auburn shirt. His mom got him. He's going to get some weird looks. What's the last words of advice I should give him before his trip? Hmm. That the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. And he, <laughs> he is going in to unite both sides. Okay. No. My, my, mine would be, you know, make some sort of Cam Newton joke, you know, about something or other. I don't know. That he's deciding between the two and, you know, whoever wants to pay him the most. Yeah. That's who he'll go with. Hey, whoever wants to give me 180K, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give me a hundred eighty k, then I'll change the hat and match everything, and mm-hmm. give me hundred eighty k, I'll change the jersey and match everything. So okay, it's a good thought. Ben Sticker wants to know as a beat writer, if the NCAA or university allows you access to something that is currently restricted, suspension details, extra practice access, injury details, many others. What would you choose? I know mine. What's yours? Mm, that's a good question. Okay, you want to know what mine is? I would like to know more about recruiting. I would like to sit in on some recruiting stuff because I want to know, like, who are they really offering? And, and, you know, what's really going on there? You know, I would like to hear – can you imagine hearing a coach say, well, we, we felt good about him, but we found out Ole Miss gave him or, or Alabama gave him. and you know, Or could we even hear, like, well, we gave him this, but they gave him that. I mean, that's what I'd like to know, the real nuts and bolts of recruiting. Yeah, that's, that's – that would be very interesting. What about you? The, the suspension thing is – we we kind we don't know but we kind of know yeah kind of thing so I and don't extra know pack practice access is sort of I mean what am I getting out of that yeah a lot of times this this sounds like I'm criticizing my own job but a lot of times when I go to practice I mean I can watch it and it's fun and I enjoy the access but and it does give a little bit of background info on some mm-hmm. stuff but I don't gain a ton out of watching them stretch yeah you know like so would you so, like, would you like maybe uh, game planning. Yeah, that that would be that'd be pretty cool just yeah. to see. I, yeah. I, I like your answer, not okay. to not to steal off of you, but I, as I sit here, I, I don't know that there would be anything more, you know, interesting than than what you said. Yeah. Dogbot wants to know: You have the power to change one NCA rule involving eligibility for student athletes. What do you change? Does it count that I think that, and I know that we've talked about this many times on the show that. I think that they should be able to get money. Mm-hmm. Does that count? Sure. I mean, I think that I know you run into some hiccups, and and I know that you run into some fairness issues. But as we've discussed before, life isn't fair. Um, you know, a, a volleyball player works just as hard as a football player, but you know, in the real world, NFL players get more endorsements than yeah. professional volleyball players do. Yeah. So anyway, I think that people should be able to get paid and maintain their eligibility. 
Yeah, well, that would probably be it for me too. I mean, I, I do like I like my idea that I had on like the other side of that. If if you commit an NCA violation, you lose your ability to for for, for privacy basically. So this FERPA thing, you can't hide behind it if you committed a violation. Um, I like I would like that. Um, I just wish the NCA stuff was more. It was just more streamlined, like. There's just so many things that can be a violation that are just crazy. Even with like Ole Miss, like I know that the guys on the show always throw out the whole oh, he slipped on a couch thing, ignoring the other things that Ole Miss did and admitted to. But the idea that you can't sleep on a guy's couch is sort of silly. That's stupid. Yeah, it's you know, or like you can't have a cookie cake at some of the functions. You can't have toasted bagels or you can't provide cream cheese or it's just there's just so many dumb rules. Well, like, it's it all- should just be this: like you can't give them cash. If you're going to do that, you just can't give them cash directly unless you're, they are providing a service through their name and likeness. Yeah. Well, I mean, to take this a step further, um, and, and this goes back to what I was saying, too, with guys should be able to, to get paid or, or whatever. Back several, long time ago now at this point, this this is way beyond the status of anything anybody could get in, in trouble for, and not, nothing, there was nothing done to get in, anybody in trouble. But we weren't able to pay a former Mississippi State uh baseball player at my church one time he came and spoke i mean why can't we get pay for his gas money to go to ackerman you know like that that's that to me is ridiculous i agree it is i mean it just is what it is i guess but all right what we got here uh the walking bulldog the basketball recruiting was discussed today means on on yesterday's podcast Whatever happened to Brandon Weatherspoon? I don't see he landed anywhere, and he was a four or five star. Looking at twenty four seven, Brandon Weatherspoon, who's if you don't know, is the youngest of the Weatherspoon brothers. He's the younger brother of Q and Nick. He has no rating at all on twenty four seven. He lists a bunch of offers, one of which is not from Mississippi State. Uh, so I assume he will end up at a smaller school or something like that. But don't expect to see him here in Starkville. Uh, Daniel Montgomery, this is a good question. For grad transfers, shouldn't the team they transferred from also get to celebrate any professional success they might have? I think NC State celebrates Russell Wilson. I think uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that have been have made that change. I, like I, I would imagine Alabama will celebrate whatever Jalen Hurts does, you know, things like that. And I, I, I agree. Think that's I fair. Think that's fair. Yeah. You 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 recruited them. You you coached them and groomed them for two or three years, and they the the difference is like if it's somebody that did nothing at your school, right? Right. So, will, so would Tommy Stevens be an example of that? I think if Tommy Stevens came and all of a sudden he's an NFL quarterback. that's Penn State doesn't get, get the piece I, of that? I mean, I'm sure they'll mention it, but did he really contribute enough at Penn State that that they get to celebrate that a, a ton? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where it gets iffy for me, is if, if you did nothing at the previous school. All right. This is a very interesting question that we're going to have to speculate on. Tommy uh, did do a little bit at Penn State. Though. A little bit, yeah. Derek Ventura wants to know, do you think Ben Howland's recruiting has taken a step back due to the NCA and FBI investigations into Adidas and their college affiliates? That's something we'll never know the answer to. We will never know the answer to that. But, I mean, you put two and two together sometimes. That said, State's name never came up in any of that outside of a, a blurb, like a one-time thing that you saw about Lamar Peters. So if, if that was the case, you know, you would expect, I would have expected State to have been more prevalent in there. Uh, and they weren't. So I think part of it is there's there hasn't been a lot. First off, in Mississippi, you know, you think about his first couple of classes. Malik Newman from Mississippi, legacy uh, guy, legacy guy. Uh, Mario Kegler was from Mississippi. He was playing out of state, but he was from Mississippi. He had Lamar Peters, who was in New Orleans. 
And then Nick Weatherspoon is from, obviously, a legacy guy who's from Canton. Robert Woodard, legacy, legacy guy. guy. Reggie Perry, legacy guy. Um, it's not like there's been any outside-the-box dude yeah, I mean, that came. Adu and Harrard, I mean, I think we can feel pretty confident right now that they were evaluated by other programs and they, they took a pass on them. Because they haven't, I mean, Harrard hasn't done anything, and then Hadou is a, a decent starter at best. So the fact that in, in Mississippi there haven't been a lot of guys recently. DJ Jeffries, but he went to Memphis, and then he, of course he's from, uh, I think he's from Horn Lake. So, I mean, he's just right there. He's either from Horn Lake or South Haven, one of the two. I know he's from that, that corner. North of Mississippi. He's right by Memphis. So, I mean, you know, him being part of that. But there just haven't been a whole ton of, of four- and five-star guys in the state recently, and that's part of it, you know. Stansberry made a lot of his bones getting guys here in Mississippi, and, and he, he had some good years there. So, I don't know. That's a, it's a very speculative question that we won't ever get the answer to. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Jace Caldwell wants to know. He asked me, but I will get you on this. Too. I think we know the answer, though. Uh, is there one sport you wish you could have been good at, and what do you wish it would be? So, obviously, for you, it would be baseball, right? Uh, yeah, I wish I was a lot better at baseball. That, that would have been ideal if I could have you know, been a professional baseball player. I, th- I think baseball is the correct answer here because I don't want to you know, get hurt as badly. Uh, I mean, basketball, I, I, I mean, I'd like to be good. Basketball would be fun to be good at, like, not pro good, but just have been good. Just like if people were having a pickup game and I could be good at I go to play basketball and I'm, I'm not good. Yeah. You know, and I like to play. I'm just not any good. So baseball is probably the correct answer here. What stadium is, uh, do you have on your bucket list to go see and why? What, what would your bucket list say? Stadium? Yeah. Uh, Where would you like to go? Wrigley? Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to go to Wrigley and Fenway and those things. But two of the stadiums that I've talked a lot about I want to go to, mm-hmm. one's actually San Francisco. Okay. Um, Good choice. Park. Yeah. I love the just the view. The other is uh, PNC in Pittsburgh. I think those are two of the very, very beautiful, most park. beautiful, scenic-looking baseball stadiums that there are. I'd like to go to Oracle Park. I'd like to go to the Staples Center and see the Lakers. Uh, I, like, I mean, the, the teams, the places where my teams play. I'd like to go to London and go to Stamford Bridge and see Chelsea. Um as far as teams I don't cheer for, PNC would be a good one. I'd like to go to Wrigley. My wife would like that very much as well. Um, and then for football, I'd like to go you know, for college. I'd like to go to the big house once. Maybe go to the horseshoe. Yeah. The Rose Bowl, eh, maybe. So, All right, uh, let's see here. Sean Brown. I'm not saying he can win or anything, but how many yards does Hill need to be put into the Heisman conversation? Uh, we talked about this yesterday in the media room, actually. A bunch. Here's the thing. And he asked, us, does playing at State hurt his chances? Yes, but not as much as you would think. Because he the, the problem is he would have to put up ridiculous numbers. Ridiculous. For a running back to win, they would have to almost average 200 yards a game. So what's he sitting at right now? He's, he's about 600 yards. In, in the remaining, what, uh, eight games, he would need to get around 15 to 1,600 yards. Was Ingram the last running back to win it? Is that right? I, I think that's correct. I feel, it's been a quarterback like a bunch of years in a row. Let's see. No, Derrick Henry was the last one, but he put up ridiculous numbers. In the last – since the year 2000, I'm going to read them off. Quarterback Chris Winkie, which for some reason has a – oh, okay, never mind. There we go. Quarterback Eric Crouch. Quarterback Carson Palmer. Quarterback Jason White. Quarterback Matt Leinard. Quarterback Troy Smith. Quarterback Tim Tebow. Quarterback Sam Bradford. Uh, running back Mark Ingram, quarterback Cam Newton, quarterback Robert Griffin III, quarterback Manziel, quarterback Jameis Winston, quarterback Marcus Mariota, running back Derrick Henry, quarterback Lamar Jackson, quarterback Baker Mayfield, quarterback Kyler Murray. It's become the best quarterback award. When you go to the 90s, 
You've got it goes quarterback, wide receiver. You got a DB in there with Woodson. Quarterback, quarterback, running back, running back, quarterback, cornerback, running back, running back. That's that's so, so in the nineties, and I, got, I bet you go back to the eighties even more like that. Eighties from eighty to uh eighty nine. Running back, running back, running back, running back, quarterback, running back, quarterback, wide receiver. You know who the wide receiver is? What year? Eighty seven. No, uh, Tim Brown. Uh, running back, quarterback. So in the in, in the eighties, the only quarterbacks that won it were Andre Ware, Vinny Testaverde, and Doug Flutie. In the nineties, the quarterbacks that won it: Ty Detmer, Charlie Ward, Gino Toretta, Danny Werfel. And then it turned into a quarterback award. So he, why do you think it did that? Why, why did it just because ESPN got involved? It stopped being about who was the best player on. The, it started being about who's the best player on the best team. Yeah. So I mean, that's the other thing to remember. There, two thousand. Uh, did Florida State win the national? No, they they finished second. Eric Crouch, they were in the uh, BCS championship game in two thousand one. Carson Palmer, USC, they won the Pac twelve. Jason White, uh, they lost LSU in the national championship game. Matt Liner won a national title. Oh, I forgot. I, there's another running back in there. I forgot. Reggie Bush. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to take that away from him. They don't have him listed, though. So they, there was one more running back in there. But Bush, they finished second. Um, Troy Smith finished second in the national title. Tebow, Tebow was like the, the anomaly. His stats were so ridiculous, but they went they lost like five games that year. But, uh, yeah, Bradford lost the national title game. Yeah. And then, you know, Newton, national title. Robert Griffin, again, an anomaly. And he lost a lot of money. Yeah, he, he but he had put up stupid numbers. Manziel, stupid numbers. Winston won a national title. Mariota finished. I think they lost in the national title game. Derrick Henry, stupid numbers. Lamar Jackson, stupid numbers. And you know, wasn't that good? Then Mayfield, playoffs. Murray, playoffs. You know, it's just the, the days of a guy like. For the most part, if you're going to be on a non-national title team, you better put up ridiculous numbers. And if you're a running back, you got to be over two thousand yards, and you got to be touchdowns got to be twenty twenty-five touchdowns. Yeah. Which, I mean, from a touchdown perspective, he might get there, but I don't think he's going to get there uh, any other way. Paul Jones wants to know if we've <laughs> surrendered the taser yet. We have to tell this story. <laughs> so, on um, on Saturday, Saturday, after the game, we're sitting there in the media room. where we, If you watch our, pre- our post-game periscope, where that's where we were. And this guy comes in. With uh, I guess he's some sort of a security or, or something. Has a know. white polo that has security on security. his bag. And he asks, hey, we uh, confiscated a taser, and somebody said they brought it in here. Have y'all seen it? And we're just looking at each other going, no, we, we haven't seen a taser. None of us have a taser. And then the guy, in all seriousness, looks at us and goes, are you sure? You sure you haven't seen it? Like we're lying to him. <laughs> like we've got the taser, and we're just going to have fun with it. No, don't let him know about the taser, bro. <laughs> And so we all just sort of cock our head like, we're serious. We don't have the taser. And so he leaves. I don't think he believed us. I think he believes we had the taser. Newsflash, we didn't have the taser. Uh, but Still don't have the taser. Still don't have the taser. Don't so know Paul, where the taser is. Paul, I'm, I'm sorry. None of us have the taser. Maybe Paul has the taser. And he's just he trying keeps, to throw, He's the one asking about he's it. He's throwing everybody he's off, off the, the scent. It's a good call, Joel. We're, we'll see him tonight at, uh, at Media. All right. You know, he's got all those youngins, so he might. Got to keep him in line. Got to keep him in line with something. John Jeffrey Nelson has a question. Seeing how many carries Kylan has gotten this year, is it safe to assume Fitzgerald was keeping it too much to reads, on reads? I say no. 
I think no. Because what does Moorhead keep telling us? He's like, the reason we ran the quarterback so much is because we couldn't throw it. Mm-hmm. It, it, had, that, that, it had nothing to do with that. It's just, it was just that was the read because that was the only advantage we had last year. I know that that's a popular theory, but at no point last year or even now that he's gone, have we heard anything along the lines of Nick made a lot of long, a wrong reads. Right. I, I, in fact, we've heard quite the opposite, that oftentimes he made the right read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that that's just, again, kind of like the, the Corey Bitchy thing earlier. Mm-hmm. The this what? Is just some, <laughs> this is just somebody. What did you say? The what thing? The Corey, in his last name, Bishy? 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 The, the strength coach. Okay, but that's not what it sounded like you said. It's name, it, sounded, it sounded like you said one of your words. That's uh, well, why I looked up. I was like, what His name. Okay. Look it up. I, I believe you. I know that's his name. I'm just saying. Well, you should. I, I just said. It didn't sound like that. Go ahead. Just like everybody wants to blame Corey. Yeah, people want to blame Fitzgerald. People want to blame Fitzgerald. Right. Ryan Nelson, which fan base has it worse right now, Arkansas or Tennessee? Arkansas. I disagree. <laughs> you can tell me why it's Arkansas. Because I do think that Arkansas is – I think if Tennessee – I feel like Tennessee, with the talent they have on board, I don't think Jeremy Pruitt apparently is the right guy, but I feel like if they got the right guy there, they could be competitive. Okay. I think Arkansas is still I, – I don't know what they need to be competitive. I think Arkansas is still, a what, a, a few years away from being competitive. I think with the right guy, Tennessee could be competitive immediately. Okay. I say it's Tennessee. You're talking about what their fan – who has it worse in terms of the fans? There are fans who are like, we won a national title 20 years ago. We were the best program in college football, or at least one of the top five, for two decades. People who are my age, the guys who are the, like the driving force of season ticket sales. And now they're going through this. Even Arkansas fans are like, we've been a lot up and down through the years. Tennessee had so many years of up, and now they are just a barren wasteland. I think they have it worse. It's a 100,000-seat stadium that's going to have – I mean, when we, when we go up there in a couple weeks, they'll have played Georgia before that. What's the attendance for that game? When, oh, they, it, when they're it's one brutal, and four. no doubt. I'm yeah. just saying, do you not think that Tennessee has the capability? Not saying they will, but they have the capability to turn it around quicker. Than they Arkansas. do, but that's what makes it harder to the pill to swallow. That's true. Do you feel like they should be better? So, uh, I don't know the guy's name. It says brick by brick. For all the Joe Mo haters, I say Coach Joe and Garrett Schrader are a package deal. If Joe goes, Garrett goes. What say you? No. When when have we ever seen that? Well, I mean, did did Keaton Thompson go to Florida? Did I miss that? Yeah, I don't know that they are packed, but I could understand the reasoning behind thinking that way. Yeah, I, I, I get, I guess I get that, but that's you know, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you know? not to mention that I mean, you're making the assumption that Joe, Joe Moorhead comes to Mississippi State, gets fired, and then immediately gets another head coaching job. No, that seems like an unlikely scenario. Well, first of all, Joe isn't going anywhere after this year, right? So, and there's a good chance, you know, that, that Garrett isn't going to redshirt, right? So. He's going to be a sophomore next year. So the earliest, and I don't think this is going to happen either at this point. I know that maybe there's some people that think it will, but I don't think Joe's going to be – if you made me guess today, I don't think Joe's going after next year either. No, I agree too. Yeah. So uh, now we're getting into Garrett's junior or senior yeah, year. He's not going. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Caffey says he'll bribe us with free strange brew and churning spoon to get his question on the show. So, buddy – I'm going to ask your question right now. <laughs> we'll you see go, if you pay up. You'll see if you pay up. I expect to see my name on the board <laughs> and Joel's. Uh, everyone made fun of him for drafting Dak in his fantasy league. Who's laughing now? You're laughing now. 
That guy, right. he's tearing it up. Did you see this video of him, by the way? He was really concerned about that Miami defense. Did you see that? Yeah, Rob, Rob I, I have not watched it, but Robbie tweeted it at me a minute ago. I hadn't got the chance to see he's it. He's sitting there, he goes through the play call, and then he looks up the scoreboard. Ooh, Wendy's got spicy nuggets back. I'm going to have to stop on the way home. <laughs> he's so worried about the, the Miami Dolphins, he's looking at the spicy nugs. Give me them. Uh, Wendy's spicy nuggets are good, too. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with Dak on that one. I'm not a big Wendy's fan, but those nuggets are good. John Pitts, not not a steely-eyed newspaper man, a different uh, John Pitts. Oh, okay. True or false, schools can request certain officiating crews not to work their football game. The answer is false, and I confirmed that with Mississippi State earlier. I was 99.999% sure it was false, and so I reached out and they confirmed it for yeah. me. And that's, that's, not, that's not the case. The SEC tells you who is coming, and you don't have any say about it whatsoever. Dog days. I swear I thought I read something last night that seemed to be legit about Stevens having an additional upper body injury besides the shoulder and will not be starting against AU. Can you verify this is true? Well, we can't verify he's not starting, but we can verify there was a different mechanism. We talked about it on this podcast. (laughs) What do you mean you read something? We talked about it right here. Hey, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, We can't verify that he's not starting. No, I can't verify that he's not starting. Um, But I had a former... uh, I think he used to work in some athletic training circles and things. And uh, anyway, he shared this with me on DM, so I don't know if he wants his name out there, so I won't say it. Okay. He'll know who he is. But he said, speaking of the different mechanism thing, the term that Moorhead used, mm-hmm. he said, just a thought. Moorhead used the term a second mechanism for, for Tommy. That may be his way of telling you it is a different injury because in athletic trainer verbiage, a mechanism of injury is the cause of the injury oh. so, sort of deal. So it does sound like there is a different Look, I don't know if it's a different kind of shoulder injury or if the injury may have, maybe it affected his throwing motion, so now his elbows hurt. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation there. But it does, the way that Moorhead termed that the other day did sound like now there's something else going on. Now, it could be an additional some someplace else inside the shoulder. I don't know. And we're not going to know. But mm-hmm. anyway, just interesting stuff to think about. And we'll see if he starts. Like now, we, we cannot confirm cannot one way or confirm. the other. Right. We might have some confirmation on our Thursday show. Could. Because we're supposed to, as we're recording here on Tuesday, we're supposed to talk to those guys. We'll see if Steven shows up. You know, If he doesn't show up, he ain't playing. I'll put it that way. Well, he's shown up the last two weeks. And and, so. and, but if he doesn't show up, for sure he's not coming. I don't think. We'll, we'll see. see. And we'll I see. thought the other way, the other weeks, I thought if he shows he up, he showed he's up, definitely going to play. play. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? I mean, he did play against Kansas State. He did play. And then last week he didn't. Holden Blake says, we have to give up music or sports. Which one has to go? Easy for me. Music. music. Yeah. First off, I work in sports. I can't not go to work. But but I have a question. Like, how does this work? Like, when they play music, do I not get to listen to it? Like, music... Do I have to, like, go sit in an isolation chamber? God wires your ears to where you can never hear music. Something like that, yeah. They just set up a booth for me in the press boxes. I I can't hear anything. But, I see, if I had to give up music... Mm -hmm. I don't think my life changes at all. No, I just listen to podcasts and stuff. Because that's what I do anyway. Yeah. For the most I listen part. to music, but I mean, the only thing that would bother me is when I when I walk, I like to listen to music. That's really the only thing. I was going to say, every now and then at the gym, I'll listen to music. Yeah. But if I didn't have that, I mean, if I, I, I listen to podcasts sometimes in the gym. Yeah. And okay. sometimes Pretty if I had stuff. to do it in silence, I mean, I'm, I could do it. Ian Ladner says, Morehead showed a new level of intensity on Saturday. Does it show up against Auburn? I mean, he's done that a couple times. He's, he's, he's ruffled himself up. I don't know how much it is in his nature, though, to be honest. I think he's just a cool, chill guy. And, you know, that's just how he, he is. 
I do think that there is a fire that burns in that man's belly, though. I think internally, even he through is, the darkest days, even through the darkest days, that fire burns always. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I do think that he's not quite Ben Howland esque. You know, Ben Howland. There's very little emotion ever shown by Ben Howland. Maintains the same tone of voice, like it just doesn't really change much. Moorhead's got more, you know, display of emotion than that. Yeah. But I, I, I think that it's oversold. Sometimes folks think that Moorhead doesn't show enough emotion, kind right. of thing. I think he's very emotional. Um, you just may not always see that I come agree. out. Uh, Jonathan Burt wants to know: Is Auburn's defense overrated? They gave up twenty-one to Oregon and twenty to A and M. Neither of those teams has put up big numbers against good opponents. In today's college football, though, that's pretty good. You're holding opponents twenty-one points per game, mm-hmm. and those are, I mean, especially Oregon. That's a good offense. A and M is sort of, eh. Their defense, they have a lot of talent. I'll put it that way. I mean, Derek Brown is probably going to be a top five pick. They got a bunch of other guys who are going to play in the NFL. I don't think they're overrated. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Scott Seal wants us to book the greatest concert of all time. You got two opening acts and a headliner. So here's what I'm. Go ahead. You go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say for me, and I, I mentioned it the other day, I've never seen him in concert live. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I want to see Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that would be my headliner. Okay. But I don't know that that would be any, you know, well, your headliner. Here's why I'm going to do this. I want to have the greatest concert of all time. I want everybody to enjoy it. So we're going to have three different acts. We're going to have a country act. We're going to have a hip-hop act. And we're going to have a rock and roll act. Well, I gave you your country act. So Garth Brooks is my country act. And it, he's probably the headliner, to be totally honest. Because enough rock and roll fans will stick around for that. So my my my, first, my opener, I'm going to go hip-hop there. I'm going to go Jay-Z. We'll go with him to, to open it up. And then the Foo Fighters. Oh, no. No, that's probably... Too popular. I'm going for me. I'm Pearl Jam is going to be my middle guy. Okay, that's where I'm going. I'm I'm all in for that. I, I would pay money to go to that, and I'm not a big live music guy, but I would pay money to go see that. James, uh, we've already answered that one. Never mind. Sorry, James Bennett. Your question about redshirting him, we've already answered. Uh, Baron Brutton wants to know. Uh, I feel like we have to come out passing to open up Kylan. What say you? Uh who's quarterback? That's that's the question, right? <laughs> if it's Tommy, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh, if we need to throw, do you go with Tommy at a little less than 100%? I don't put Tommy Stevens out there unless he's 100%. Yep, I agree with you, Brian. And then he also asks, have any of you ever driven any large farm equipment, and would you like to? I, I saw never, the picture. I never have, but sure, I'd love to. We'll go up there and, and drive around on a tractor one day. No problem. Oh, my dad has a tractor, so yeah, I can, uh, I can drive a tractor. The Red Devil Dog wants us to know. Wants to know, I'm sorry. What's our day like for game day? Saturday was a 3 o'clock kickoff. Do you get to tailgate any, or is it all business and always in the stadium? Mm-hmm. Always... Love to know the in and outs. I mean, I could go tailgate if I wanted to, and, I, and there's some games I will, especially a night game. But for the most part, I, I get to the stadium, I think, like a little bit right before 1. And I get up there, I set up my, my computer, I, wait, I was waiting on MSU to give me the suspension info, and then I went and did my Periscope, and that's just that's basically it. Yeah, it, it kind of varies. Just yeah. depends on what we've, we've all got, to, got going on. I mean, yes, days like a late kick, yeah, we could tailgate if we wanted to, yeah. kind of thing. I have but, friends at tailgate, and they've invited uh, me, and I just, I just haven't gotten out there. By and large, I mean, even when I was just going to games, I didn't tailgate a ton. Um, the other thing to remember with tailgating, for me anyway, and I'm sure it's for you, you know, we're looking around, I got my laptop bag, I got my my tripod, uh, it's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. Well, this past Saturday, for example, I got to the press box early, like noon, because I actually went, you were on, on, the air. I went on air with, with Jason That's another Crowder thing, too, yeah. On, on, the pre-game, on his little pregame show, and then after that, I still had, you know, a little over a couple hours for kickoff, so I... I walked down to the tailgating area and visited with a loyal listener of ours that mm-hmm. uh that knows freddie freeman and got me hooked up with that sweet hat. oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so i went down and, and met met him for the first time and thanked him and 
talked for a little bit there and then came back to the press. But I mean, it, our days vary. Um, yeah. By and large, though, I want to be seated and ready to go by the about an hour before kickoff. Yeah. When, whenever, the other, the other whenever those suspensions and things come When around. you guys are leaving campus, we're still there. We're there usually a couple hours after. So, I mean, if you're telling me, like, it's a 3 o'clock kickoff, I'm going to get to campus at 11, and then I'm going to be on campus until, like, 9 o'clock almost. Yeah, I, le- I left campus at 9 p.m. Yeah. the other day. So, I mean, that I mean that's a long day. So, I, for the most part, I don't I don't want to get to campus until I have to. Yeah. Because it, it is work at this point. Yep, and baseball games, like, sometimes I'll roll in right at first pitch. <laughs> yeah. Baseball's a little different for whatever reason. It's just It's just easier. Because it's not the, the traffic's not as bad, you know. Our parking situation is a little different, and, and it's it's just not as much of a production right, kind of deal. Right, it's right. just they're not blocking off whole roads for baseball. Yeah. Uh, the Allegheny boys tennis team wants us to answer this: Would you rather State go five and seven, beat Ole Miss, and shock the world and upset Alabama of Alabama, or go seven and five in the regular season, lose to Bama and Ole Miss, but win the bowl game to finish eight and five? Let's look at that first scenario. Right, they're five and seven, and they beat Alabama and Ole Miss, so they lost Abilene Christian. <laughs> That's what just happened. They're five and they're three and one right now. They got two more wins: Alabama and Ole Miss. They lost Abilene Christian and Arkansas and everybody else. I'm taking the seven and five and going to the bowl game, a hundred percent of the time. You know, much as it would suck. To, I mean, losing Alabama doesn't doesn't bother you because I mean it's just part of the game at yeah, this point. That's just like the old the Egg Bowl would suck. No question about that. All right, but. It would not suck as much as losing to Abilene Christian would. And I know that's hard to think about that for you. Think about losing to an F. Think about beating that, Alabama. That's Maine again. Those are three, those are all back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So imagine the, the the highs and the lows. You beat Alabama. Holy cow. You know? They just beat Alabama. And they lose to Abilene Christian the next week. People would be jumping off the top of the stadium. <laughs> and then you go back and you beat Ole Miss. That's, that's too much roller coaster for me. Take the bowl win. The bowl win and eight wins is what you want. Gil Manklang asks, in an alternate universe, MSU does not exist. Which SEC school are we rooting for and why? Here's the answer. It, Ole Miss. I'm from Mississippi. Why? I would I would almost <laughs> certainly be an Ole Miss fan at that point, wouldn't you? I mean, I might be an LSU fan. I've always thought I'd be a really good LSU fan. You might fan. be an LSU fan. You know why? You, why? I love Cajun food, and I'm a jackass. <laughs> I'd make a great LSU fan. And you have so many... I have, LSU fans in your family. I already. have some people down there. You know, I might be. I mean, we might have escaped and been Southern Mississippi fans, but for the most part, they if would you have live, had eleven, right? <laughs> Twelve if it's both of us. Uh, <laughs> if you're from Mississippi and there is no Mississippi State, you're probably an Ole Miss fan. The same way, if there was like a LSU had a, a, another a real SEC school in the state, they would be split. But since they're not, they're all LSU fans. Same, same, same thing here. Nobody wants to hear that, but that seems like the correct answer. Uh, the LP Chow Dog wants to know, what kind of re- reaction would you expect from Mississippi State's administration if the football team was, quote, robbed of a last-second TD that would have provided a two-point loss versus an eight-point loss? I see what you're doing. You're trying to troll. But I don't have an issue with what Keith Carter did there. He's got to stand up for his university. Yeah. You know, I would be a lot more upset if I was a fan of an institution where they were just like, well, what can you do? What can you do? I mean, Yeah. Woe is me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Clay Crowder, if MSU could add another NCAA sport, what would it be? Probably men's soccer. Men's soccer seems like a a, a, a fair... Maybe, would they go to gymnastics? Would they add another woman's sport? The problem with gymnastics is this. You just think if, you, you, if you add another men's sport, you have to add another women's sport, right? And that a uh, well, have deal? You have out. to even it out. The, the, the scholarships have to balance out, yeah. I would think, if you had a gymnastics... I wouldn't add gymnastics now that I think about it, because, boy, you just think you're behind in football. Coming into gymnastics with Alabama and LSU and those schools that have been doing all those years, 
you would never win. Is there any men's soccer anywhere? Yeah. In the, I'm talking about like SEC. There, there is, actually. I think Kentucky actually plays in the ACC in men's soccer. Like there are there are some SEC schools that play, but they don't play in the SEC. They have they they like they are literally sort of like Notre Dame is in the ACC and everything yeah. but football. Sort of the same thing there. Like Kentucky, they're either in Conference USA or the ACC or something like that. And yeah, they they do exist. And uh, let's see here. Okay, this is a good question. This is our last one. Johnny Jackson wants to know: We were discussing an all-star high school team beating Arkansas. Do you think a team of the best D1 players in the country could beat Miami? Who would your QB and skill players in this team be? I don't think a, a I don't think a college team of any kind could beat a pro team. We had this conversation too in the media right. yesterday. I don't I don't think that could happen. The All Star High School team, again, I mean, you're just telling me a team of talented true freshmen against seniors. It's the, the gap is not that big. The gap from college to pro is so so much bigger to me. But in, said, in this universe, I guess you're talking about though a team of first and second round draft picks, right? If yeah, but I mean they're they're all still in college. They haven't gone through pro training. I would not go with that. That said, my 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 quarterback is Trevor Lawrence for this team because I think he's the most NFL ready guy. And then my skill player, who's your who's the tailback? DeAndre Swift? Is it Kylan Hill? I mean, I don't think you go wrong. With I would yeah, I can go wrong. And then the receivers, just give me Alabama's receivers, maybe and add Justin Ross. But I'll take Judy, Ruggs, and Smith all the time. And then Justin Ross, that's a, that's a good group. We've talked about this before. The skill positions isn't the problem. It's You're going to get killed. Think about a college offensive line. Yeah. Even first or second round picks. And I'm going to put Chris Jones and Fletcher Cox and I'm trying to think who, who else. Khalil Mack and those guys. They're going to block. The, no. That's not going to happen. But the thing is, though, you're playing the Dolphins. Right in this scenario, didn't he I say guess, you're, yeah. playing you're playing Miami? Dolphins, yeah. Who suck? I can attest to the they're, fact they're, that they they're suck. Still, they're still those are men. It's men versus boys. At least with the college thing, it's still sort of boys versus boys. Well, I tell you what, I, I still maintain. I think I asked you what do you think the spread would be in I such said a game, thirty-eight and a half. And you said thirty-eight and a half. And I said that whoever Miami, play, if it was a all-star college team against the Dolphins, they would they would get within thirty-eight. I think. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it, I know that I'm jaded a little bit because I, I watch this team and they're terrible. Um, so I'm probably slanted a little bit. But I agree. Man, right. they're, they're bad, man. I, I, I don't know, know. I know. I know. I don't know. You watch the first half and the Dolphins were hanging with the Cowboys on Saturday exactly. and Sunday. Exactly. So. The, the, the Dolphins are going to win a game this year. They're going to. It's probably going to be against the Jets. And I yeah. can't wait until I get to like text Tom Ebel. And That'll be fun. Have fun with that. So, All right, guys. Thanks for all your questions. A lot of great questions today. We really do appreciate it. Tomorrow. There, there was one that... It, uh, the one that, that you liked? Yeah, it was uh, which MSU coach and which MSU player would you go to a I've desert that island? A bunch of times though. A desert island with? Yeah. I, I was just thinking about that answer. It well, would easily for me be Joe Moorhead because hopefully on that desert island we have electricity mm-hmm. and we could play you know NCAA football or something. Together. I would go with Vic and Schaefer because he would find a way off that sure, island. <laughs> that too. He would find. But a way. I was also for player wise, I was going to go with Tanner Allen because that dude would hunt and fish and get me something to eat. I'm going with Garrett Schrader. He looks like he could do those things. That's true. So. All right, guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday. Brandon Marcello will join us tomorrow as well to uh, preview Auburn a little bit, and we'll get into the idea that State can make make it two years in a row of beating the Tigers. Have a great uh, Wednesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Hammond. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.